Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. I wish that I wish that we could be talking about how great the Bulls were doing after Fred would be leaving and that they had really taken a turn for the better, but you know, PJ, it's it's not looking much better, man. What the hell's going on? One would say I we were the first to report that it wasn't gonna go okay. One could, one say that, could argue. And, and one would be wrong, because I'm sure we were not the first to report that, but to speculate that this move would not go well, I think I was the first of the first of the first to be against the firing and predict oh, it's, sure. it's it's poor poor outcomes. Not to this magnitude, but we are into a flaming ship. Yeah, it's not great in Chicago. Hey, the good news is that for how terrible the Bulls are, the Bears, good. Good at football. Super good. Yeah, we've got the uh, the biggest biggest game uh, Bears have had in five years and uh, potentially locking up a division and uh, being in the playoffs for the first time uh, since I've uh, – last time the Bears were in the playoff, I wasn't legally able to drink, which I was saying to coworkers today. And uh, I feel like that's – is that a dick wow, thing when, for me to when say? Jay Cutler was, went against A.A. Ron, that was our – Freshman that? year. That was our, that was our freshman. Oh, 2010. Go. It's been eight wow. years. Lots changed in eight years. Wow. Well, you're I wasn't really now. friends with you in eight, eight years ago. Oh, that's sad to think about. Let's not I – mean, We were, we were, we were just road. beginning. We were courting one another. Yes. We were – we were flirting a little. Uh, this podcast certainly didn't exist, but you know, another kind of another kind of sad thing is that I was uh, you and I were talking a little bit before we started recording here. Very upset that I did not know that you were try- really trying to get the the Concords when they came out last weekend, and I'm I feel bad. I if had I known that you were just trying to snag some fifteen sixteen size Concords last weekend, I would have at least given it the good old college try and tried to get a pair. Well, it wasn't. But, it was. I don't think it was my fault because I definitely I got two different PayPal receipts saying that the transactions initially went through. Just it was an issue on the Nike website side. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was kind of keeping it hush. I didn't really know the. I didn't know the release amount till like the di- night before, so I felt pretty confident I was going to oh, get did some. That, did that leak out? I didn't know that. Well, I mean, I saw. I mean, whatever. I I saw like the estimated, or maybe it was after the fact. I how many I just pairs like, was this? I didn't see that. How many that they released? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember where I saw it now that I'm I'm saying these words out loud, but um, like it was a pretty good like amount. Like it took him over two and a half hours to sell out. I know. Maybe Nick DePaul tweeted about it. Um, but. But yeah, so I was the I feel like I was like one of the few people that was trying to buy them that didn't. I also think like the people that were all those people would be people that wear normal size shoes and as I know we've discussed on this podcast before, I have the um curse of having very large feet and very large a very large head, so socks, shoes and hats are all a very big challenge for me, literally. It's tough. Uh to 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 make purchases of so when I do have opportunities to I usually front the capital to make it happen because I don't know if I'll have the opportunity in the next pair. Sure. Kind of got to just you know take if you got it you got to go for it because there might not be a next. Well, I'm sorry. I. Uh, no, it's cool. I might still be. Able, we're gonna still try to work. I'm just. Gotta I'm go being on, a little. Go on that damn secondary market, and you gotta pay that premium. I know, and that's what makes me bitter. Cause I'm like, I, I was there. I was fine. You know, if I just had normal size feet, um, I would be. I would have been good to go. I like. It's not my fault that I was biologically forced to have. Uh, you know, above average size feet. Like size thirteen is perfect size. You don't need you don't need any other other size. I, I just wish you know if I was that I'd, I'd have all these shoes that I'd want. I would be more discretionary with my shoe spending. But 
I hear Here we are, Ultra. This is the cursed life I live. Um, well, you could always get, what, some curry... What was the newest... Curry sixes. The curry, curry sixes, sixes are the official first curry-released shoe that I would buy. I thought they are cool. I want to see more colorways. That's usually my first impression. Like, uh, yeah, it's but the uh, initial it's honestly... colorway, not bad. Oh, cool. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck this. I agree. They're they're two eighty five on the fucking on goat too. Damn, these people are boning me. Are you talking about the concords now? Yeah, I'm. I'm circling. Okay. I'm literally <laughs> looking like, at these as we're step talking. Step sixes or step sixes though. Like that is the first step shoe that I've seen that I was like, I could, I could buy those i those feel like they'd be a basketball shoe that i'd like play in not necessarily wear out on the street yeah but i'm pretty much committed to only wearing Kyrie's, so i don't really know if that's ever gonna change that might be my shoe for the rest of my life did you see the, the that's the deal on those slimes i sent you and the, they're his halloween ones um Oh, this is awkward. You definitely did. I think didn't. you did. No, yeah, you did. I sent it to you. I sent it in our yeah, chat. Yep, thing, I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Did you convert on them? No. Hmm. I didn't think so. I mean, I think they're cool, but I think I texted you before a couple of months ago, and uh, um, I had gotten some sneakers before the... Yeah, I know you had mentioned those Halloween ones, I think, so at some point, but anyway. I thought they were, I thought they were really cool, but if... I, I think my next the next shoe purchase will probably be Jordans if anything but I uh yeah I thought the Step 6 was really cool I like Dame's new shoes too I don't think I like them as much as his, I haven't his seen last the new ones. Dame's oh. I have the Dame well, you got right. the last pair yeah, yeah and you like them they look good I like, I like them, them a lot like them um, a lot well as much as I enjoy talking about sneakers I, I we got to address the Bulls at some point, PJ. So, you know, uh, I, I think you've been keeping up with more of the internal turmoil that's been going on with the team better than I have for sure. But, like, Jabari out of the little rotation now. We don't really Jim know. Jim Boylan, dictator. Apparently he's running, you know. They haven't had a day off in 10 days. Ridiculous practices just running them ragged. Players aren't happy. They had a mutiny. I mean, they, they almost did, right? They did. They, they did. They uh, so they lost to the the worst loss in franchise history to the Celtics on last Saturday. Fifty six point loss, and Jim Boylan was red ass pissed and had full intention of running their asses ragged the next day. And it is uncommon, virtually unheard of, to have a practice after a back to back. Jim Boylan was ready to do so. Uh, the Bulls started a group chat, and we're going to all few players. I'm, I have guesses of who they were. Um, one may, probably which, was Jabari. Which, to provide c- proper context here, the Bulls did beat OKC the night before they got their absolute ass handed to them by. But the they Celtics. had. So it doesn't make that was a bad loss. Don't get me wrong, but the win versus OKC was like okay, surprising. That was a good win. That's a good mm, win. Surprising, surprising win. Shouts yes. to Laurie. That was a great move. But Laurie, by yeah, Laurie was. Laurie had a great man. move on Paul George and Stephen Adams to score, but most embarrassing loss. Um, Jim Boylan in that game also twice did five man substitutions. Uh, did a line change, which is wild, and then didn't play the starters for the last, I believe, twenty one minutes of the game. Uh, and said in part because he did that was he wanted to make sure they were ready to they weren't tired and, and could have a good practice so it wasn't a double loss. Um, so yeah, he had every f- intention of running their asses ragged the next day. But um, amongst that time, the players got together in a group chat and were discussing what they were going to do to handle it because they in within the circles of the NBA, it's like unheard of to do. Um, and, and a few players, and say Jabari was probably one of them. I'm going to guess uh, maybe Zach Levine. Uh, and there was at least one other player is, is, is from the reports I was seeing, like 
two or three players that were adamant about or pushing hard to boycott, not show up to the practice facility at all, all the players leave. And then there was an idea of going to the practice facility and then all walking out together as United Front against the coaching staff. So then they had like a told the coaching, uh, Laurie and uh, Robin Lopez then were able to get them to show up. Thought it was a professional thing to do. And then they told Jim Boy and they were going to have a players only meeting where they quote unquote aired some stuff out. And I'm sure there were some issues just with like the players, but then it turned into a player and coach thing, which Jim Boylan said was like his full intention the whole time. Really just a ton of spinning of this stuff. And like, it's clear what happened. They were pissed. They called his bluff. He really didn't come out of it showing much remorse or understanding or change. He at one point, and multiple times throughout this little stretch has been invoking the, the methods of pop um, saying that, you know, Greg Popovich would rest guys uh, that he, Greg Popovich, he'd seen do full five man rotations. Um, it was explaining all this to the players and they, which I was very prou- proud of them to see this was responded with the response that I think most of us would hear if we were being told this by a, giant human thumb is the fact that you're not pop and that's what the players came back to him with um so it's been really a tumultuous relationship him kind of getting out and like trashing the players um as well and talking about they're not you know working hard their conditioning stuff like that you know he's he's really going at this like hard hard stance um and it has not shown change. Um, but Ultra, I have good news. And that What's good, the news good news is uh, there's a few real special members of the Chicago Bulls I'm happy to share with you now. Shall I read you their names? Yes. They're, the following players are Zach Levine, Robin Lopez, Justin Holiday, Bobby Portis, and Larry Markin have all been given the distinct honor of being named to the first ever Chicago Bulls Leadership Committee. It's going to look great on their college applications. They've taken a leadership role within an organized team. Um, and this committee was Jim Boylan's solution to you know avoid another mutiny from having later because he thought if we had a, they had a leadership committee put in place at the beginning of all this that... Uh, they wouldn't have had a near mutiny on their hands and that this will resolve it and these players can go to him and voice the concerns of the rest of the team. So, yeah. And as you so mentioned... So that's going to fix all their problems. That's what you're saying. All the problems are fixed. we got a leadership committee, buddy. Um, and that is as such you mentioned, corporate BS. I can't believe that that's just happening. That a, a professional sports team is being run like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um... So I got like two real. And this thoughts. is coming from a Timberwolves fan. Well, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's just in general. If this was the Timberwolves, I'd be making fun of you, and sure. I fully expect the jokes. I've got a few jokes about it as well. Like it's it is it in itself is a joke. Um, I, I do want to take this really in two parts, and it, a lot's come out. And it's just it's going to continue to be a dysfunction. It's going to be funny for another couple of weeks. I got. John Paxson, don't worry, I've got a little something special saved for you. But I do want to just touch on the Boylan player relationship piece and get your thoughts on this, Ultra. Because a lot of what's come out of this is that there's been criticism towards the players about the idea of them not wanting to practice. Them having the worst loss ever in franchise history. Embarrassing, sure, I get it. Um, but the idea that this loss and that they were refusing to wind up practice the next day. And as I mentioned earlier, it is unheard of that any team practices, especially a full practice. They've had they had a couple two-and-a-half-hour practices. He was having to run suicides, do push-ups when they messed up or turned the ball over. Um, really things that everyone on, that's on the Bulls beat is reporting. It's just like unusual to see within an NBA practice, especially midseason. And within this, there's been some criticism, and some of it's coming from the general manager or president of basketball operations, John Paxson. But the idea that 
these players didn't want to work hard and they were like they're not they're not committed they don't want to get better they like are fine losing they're just they don't want to be successful they're not winning players but i want to ask you this ultra we both work office jobs we work five days a week typical within our, our corporate settings it's it's usual to work five days a week correct if your boss told you on a day that you weren't anticipating having to put a full eight hours in, and he said, I need you to come in and work Saturday, office space style, and put in eight hours for something that, and, and have the whole team come in, and, it, and especially, let's just say, it is a new boss. He is new. It's a, you've, you've been working with him for a week, and he's putting these demands on because there's been criticism of your department that you haven't worked that hard. You're, you know, you're, you're slacking. How would you respond to that? So you're saying he's like, he's criticizing my effort. Yeah. Let's see. You as had well a meeting as, as well as asking me to come in that weekend. You've, you've, yeah, you've been with the organization now for three years. This guy, you had an old boss, new boss comes in first week. Um, you you don't know let's say it this way you have a meeting you know he's setting expectations of your role but then you're hearing then from other coworkers that this guy in a management meeting was trashing your 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 department saying no he doesn't have any hard workers and again you really put your department into shape and then next day he runs your ass he's running your ass ragged during the week and then you're supposed to have an off day which is typical, and then he says, no, you had to come in for eight hours on a Saturday. Uh, well, you know, unfortunately, I, I wouldn't have any leverage to not do that. But, uh, you know, I, I, you know what, I'd probably say if, if that's you, what we got to do, that's what we got to do. But I'll tell you what, I'd be looking at, at LinkedIn the next day to try to find a new job, right? Sure, so you're not if, in a contract, but... Sir, if you're, but if you're someone on... If you're someone on the Bulls, you're trying to leave the Bulls. Like, do you know what's what's the precedent that's been set in the NBA the last like two or three years? Uh, if you, well, that, but also if players you wanna, have the power. Yeah, players have the power. If you want to get out of the situation, you can get out of the situation. And so, if he wants to try to lay down the law and like, like, look, I don't think that as a coach. If you get your ass beat by 50 points at home, you should not be happy. You should be you like you should definitely criticize your team for that sort of effort because that frankly is like the reason that you have a paycheck in the NBA is cuz the fans. Nah. <laughs> well, the the league does not exist and does not have the success if people don't watch it, right? Right, but they're the player salary I, I don't want to. I just don't want to have the merit of fans pay the players' salaries directly. Advertisers and networks are paying the they salaries do, because they, yes, but because they think this consumers is not, will watch it. You know, uh, you and I doing a podcast, league pass being a thing, the NBA being very popular. That happens a because the quality is so good and the players are unbelievable, but also because we like watching it and we like. In the drama, go to the games, and no, it's the drama. It's this shit, <laughs> and the drama. It's all great, and in um, Twitter. So, so if you're all of a sudden going to start, if you're just the norm is to completely shit the bed while you're at home, well, well, especially in Chicago, who has well, like a very rich basketball tradition, they don't. Uh, not not so much lately, PJ, but they do. We had Michael Jordan. And we got lucky and got Derrick Rose. Otherwise, it's been kind of shit in between there. Yeah, but you're the, what? You have the third most championships? Fourth most championships? I don't. I was do. I was six and seven during the last two, and I I remember bits and pieces of it. For the most part, my but my you're, you're never you're never gonna this. get you're never gonna get back there if you're winning if you're losing by forty, right? So my point is, is that there is a way that you address issues like this, and making I, those players have a really difficult sure. practice. No, it's not, the, not next, the way to do it. No, it's and, not the way to do it. 
And I think you bench, you bench guys, you move minutes, you can send messages in a lot of ways. Hell, even if you're going to do like run their ass ragged later, fine. But like, I mean, it, 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 there's there's teachable moments in here, sure. And I, but I think it's also the coaches have to take some blame too. And it's, and my my rule, my my sticking point with the Jim Boylan shit is that this guy talks like he got brought off the street a week and a half ago. He's been with the damn team just as long. He, he was brought on when Fred got hired. He knows these guys, and he acts like he, like they need to get to know each other and all this shit. Like, I understand your role is different, but I don't think this dude understands his role is different, how he's behaving, how he's acting. Like, you can be bad cop as the assistant coach and whatever, and you're just he's clearly got this idea of how he wanted to go about this, and he's pulling bits from... Popovich and Izzo and all this, but like, this is not how the NBA works anymore, dude. And you're not coaching like high school varsity teams. You're talking to grown ass men. And I think, if anything, I mean, in some ways, I think it was to Fred's detriment, but Fred always treated these guys like they were professional athletes. And this was a professional thing. It did hurt at points because he always, and I think I talked about this last episode, like, he always came at things with the idea that, like, you're a pro, like, you're being paid to be here. Like, he just expected a certain level of, you know, commitment and working on your craft and all that. Like, from guys, he was never going to be the guy that was going to, you know, ride people's asses to get the most effort out of them. Like, it was always more like, meet me at the halfway point and I'll, you know, take the rest of it. But there was a mutual respect and understanding and Fred played in the league for 10 years. He would understand that. Uh, Jim Boylan has been in this league and has been on a coach for 20 plus years and he doesn't seem to get it or, you know, for whatever fact he is, he's going at this in just a, a way that I don't really understand. Um, and from that perspective, like, I'm, I'm, I'm baffled by it. Um, I have one other thing uh, that I did want to get to on this, and then we can move on. But I did want to ask you, though, like from this perspective, if you look at this situation, especially and I, like from an outside, um, Ultra, if you were a free agent, if you look at any of the upcoming free agents, who would want to come to this situation? Like, honestly, like you seeing all this, it, the, the report was after they lost um, – to the the uh, Celtics, uh, they there was jokes then of uh, they were gonna have another two hour uh, they're gonna have an, have another two and a half hour practice. Like you're just be you become uh, a joke by no, other no players. One, the way things stand now, no one want to come to the situation. This next off season, you get uh, an actual reputable coach in there. And it's gonna be this also, dude so far as the what they're they're backing his ass up. No, they're they're I mean, fully supporting him. But I don't I don't I don't see that happening. That is and not I'm sorry. happening in a way. I do have to correct happen. one thing I said. I said the Celtics. The Kings after the Kings beat them, and the Kings beat their ass. It was they lost one oh eight to eighty nine that Monday to the Kings. The Kings were joking and in the tunnel heading back after the the game and saying well, it looks like they have another two and a half hour practice coming yeah. their way and laughing. You got the damn Sacramento Kings laughing at you, John Paxson. Congratulations. Who beat the Timberwolves' ass last night too? Yeah. I mean, but still, Kings might like actually be okay. But yes, I get your point. But you're doing Kings behavior. You're doing it's, Kings things, and you're yeah. I mean, they, the this Bulls. is almost as bad as saying that your strategy should be trying to have a five on four fast break every time yo they're they're like two steps away from that my guy they're they're not far yeah that might be jim's next big idea um so i did want to end on this though because of all this chaos you wonder what does management think of this and john paxson came out and um acted a real ass and this plays into the uh, the kind of the free agency thing of if you were a prospective free agent, you know, would you want to come play for the Bulls? Well, let's hear from the guy who runs all things, the grandmaster of this, who said that 
you know, this was the move who, who made this decision, and this is the guy. His quote, I kind of have to laugh a little bit about these things because when did it become a bad thing to practice a little bit harder? We've, we've lengthened the season. We don't have as many back-to-backs. Don't have the four games and five nights anymore. Get better as a player. You have to practice. Off season, in the offseason, I see all things from players on how they're in the gym two, three times a day. Well, if we want to have them in the, our gym for two hours working hard, I think that's okay. This motherfucker is thinking we are all stupid because he's saying this. He's saying stuff about how the, from an outside perspective, like they don't understand because, you know, they're critical of this. But John Paxson also said that he thought that last week was one of the best weeks in, for them and they were, they were going to be better because of it. No, yeah. you're not. No one's that stupid. You've you've lost this. Like you have you have this. The situation is becoming untethered at faster than you even thought you could make it happen this way. Like you must Look, like can't last to the end of the season, dude. But it's, I mean that is ridiculous, right? And it the that and is John ridiculous. and John Paxson's a former yeah he's a former champion former player, and guess what? Like you. Are you saying that, yeah, guys might practice, they might work out, and they might be in the gym two, three times a day in the offseason, but they're not playing 48-minute full-on professional basketball games during that time, which is a far higher degree of energy and strenuous, you know, activity, and there's just, there's, there's a different level of games, there's a difference between game speed and, like, practice speed. Everyone knows that, and like to have that wear and tear in your body, and throughout the season, like yeah, it's you gotta you gotta be smart about this stuff. And this this guy is the same dude who fired Thibodeau over this kind of stuff, but now it's okay. Now they want this. It is it's um. Yeah, I mean it's impressive the amount of times that this management has has contradicted themselves, but uh, here we are, man. I'm sorry, PJ. I wish I look. I don't. You're right. Oh yeah, it's it's fucked. It's it, it is it is a it is a catastrophically bad situation that the Bulls are currently in. Mostly because if you had ownership that just recognized the fact that hey, this has to be a bridge year that Queen we're gonna house. have an in, we're gonna have an interim head coach to just hold this together as much as we can, try to to make this a positive year for Lori. Uh, and the other building blocks that this team has and you know wins i don't care if anything tank try to get zion well, try to tanking. get a great pick right and but. if that ends up happening they get a good pick and then if they have some cap space like who knows but if you get they they're going to have to get a good coach like they, like i really do not believe there's a version of this season the way that they're playing right now that they end up keeping their current coach right they're gonna move on, and we're just gonna we're just gonna have to see how this all plays out, and hope hopefully the Bulls can at least be watchable and not, not a complete headache for you. But we should move on because we definitely just, need to move I on. don't I don't want you to have an, have an aneurysm. Yes, yeah. please. But uh, let's please let's have an aneurysm. So, no, please do not have an aneurysm. Uh, let's uh, let's hit on a few things that have happened over the last couple of days. So today, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, fresh off of a career high thirty nine points last night, yeah. signed a three year extension for thirty four million dollars with the Nets. Um, seems like a like it's a little rich for a backup point guard when you have D'Angelo Russell, but he's like a great crunch time guy. Like I'm, is he I really a Dinwiddie. backup? He doesn't start for them. I know, but like, I in like, I don't know if D'Angelo Russell is going to be getting an extension. So maybe next year is your starting point guard. If your starting point guard is solid, which that's what I think you're getting out of Dinwiddie. Yeah, he'd be a good six uh, man too. I mean, he's thirty-four million for three years is 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 a nice like yeah, a little over role eleven player. million dollars a year. Absolutely, and I, I think it's. Uh, he does like he's he's pretty long for a point guard. He can he can he's not gonna be able to switch a, a ton, but he can guard 
um, at a higher level than a, a lot of point guards. He's not a defensive liability, no. but he's just like he's got serious balls late in the game. Like that's what I think you look like. I've always thought he's about aggressive. Him, like yeah, he is not a guy that I really I want to have a last shot at the end of a game. And um, he's a gamer, him, dude. Nets. He's one of the he's one of the kind of bright bright spots for the the Nets right now. He's a good find, and not to get. Not to see back into bullshit. I know I brought this up, but Bulls traded for Spencer Dinwiddie for Cameron Bear style. Uh, and they not only cut him once, they cut him twice. Two different times they had opportunities to have him. Um, but we're stuck with Cameron Payne. That was a point guard they traded for and got rid of. But they held on to Cameron Payne and also traded for market for uh, Michael Carter-Williams one point. Uh, yeah, they that would have been a good guy to hang on to, but that would have been a re- you know what that would have been an ultra a steal, and that would have been like a, a point of saying, wow, this management might know what they're doing. Uh, also, yeah, Spencer didn't we got a shout out from uh, D Wade who said happy for uh, Spencer didn't he, he paid his dues. Always thought he would have been a good fit in Chicago when I was there for our team. Very good combo guard. Congrats, bro. Also, the second best goatee in the NBA. Oh, he's got a phenomenal. He's got an old school like he would have rocked. He would have killed in the '80s with that thing. He would have. Well, you know who number you know who number one is for goatees. Yeah. Who has the number one goatee in the NBA? Come on. Is it? uh, You're overthinking this. Who's in a goatee? Who's a goatee? Clay. Is Clay's a... Yeah. Well, I was thinking of Robin. Yeah. I was thinking. I was yeah. gonna say Robin Lopez. No, Clay Thompson's the number one goatee. In the but NBA he's bearded close. Clay. I like bearded Clay better, to be honest. Well, you like China Clay better, to be honest. Well, I yes. I mean, that's that goes without question. But if you could have a combination, China bearded clay is the way you want to go. That's where that's what you're getting. Ch- bearded China clay, yeah. If they yeah, could yeah. do a combination of those two things, yeah, that'd be the so. Best. Uh, uh, another, this is more of a rumor. It's not like nothing has actually happened yet, but um, at least so we're recording Thursday night here. But uh, Trevor Ariza, a hot trade chip right now. The Lakers are showing some interest trying to bring him back to Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, I'm watching the Suns game right now and I can't tell if he Well, they have too many started. wings, right? Like, you got... Too you got, many wings? He didn't play the other night, but he's playing tonight, it looks like. So, take that whichever you way you want. Josh Jackson, TJ Warren, um, I mean, and the kid from Villanova. Like, you just... You don't really like. I understand why they got Trevor Ariza. Malcolm Bridges. And after one game into the year, he had like an incredible first game against the Mavs, and it was like, wow, this Ariza sign is like really looking good. And well, it's they've literally won three games since. Then. <laughs> he he was. I mean, he was clearly. I mean, he was signed to that team because they offered him the most money, and he was kind of I think doing fifteen it million dollars. I think he was doing the assumption that he would be traded at some point. In this, in this season, but um, I gotta stop watching Suns basketball. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, I mean, Deand- so the, DeAndre Ayton's fun at least, right? Yeah, I, I was mainly watching. I mainly came to subscribe to this to watch my boy Doncic. Uh, but um, <laughs> I digress. To the the point though of this. Uh, this trade, so yeah, the the idea is though that they would be moving KCP, the Lakers would be moving KCP somewhere. Um, the team that's been floating out there is the idea of sending KCP to the 76ers, and the 76ers sending back some combination of Marco Fultz and some picks or assets to the Suns. But there's also a report that the Suns aren't interested in Marco Fultz. Which is fun because I think the Sun should be interested in any. I mean, I don't. I actually don't blame them for that. But I mean, uh, I don't know what else you're what. You're, what you're really gonna get for Trevor Reese? I feel like if you get a pick, even like that's, you paid the guy for a couple months, and now he's someone else's team. Like, 
congrats. Like, you leveraged having cap room and took, converted it into some sort of asset. But, yeah, yeah they don't so, really lose much from it. I don't really, yeah, right. Uh, I don't really know what it does from the Lakers' perspective if they're able to pull it off, adding Trevor Reza. I think it does help their, their defense um, on the defensive side and gives them another um, – Upgrades him on defense and gives him another spot-up shooter for LeBron to work with and a veteran. But I'm uh, looking at it like, do you think, Ultra, do you think adding Trevor Reza and driving Casey be like, does that move them up a spot in the West? Is that, you know, where does that really change their, their, because in my mind, unless they're adding a superstar this year, they're gonna kind of stay in, in my mind where they're at, like their their level of play and stuff. I agree. Like, given I, night, I don't I don't hate the move because I think yeah. that it's good to give Josh Hart more minutes. I mean, I think that I'd, sure. I'd much rather see him out there than KCP. Does yeah? But it's almost it's mo- almost addition by subtraction. I don't think well, bring bringing Ariza really yeah. helps anything. Yeah, like I, I agree. Like I think from a basketball perspective in the flight, like how LeBron plays, I feel like. Trevor Reza fits with him better. I don't know, but but I don't think making the basketball portion look better and maybe flow a little bit and the you know sure you're evening out the rotations and you're giving certain guys more minutes and and and, and so on and so forth. But it doesn't jump them up. Like the, this doesn't all of a sudden become well. They're probably the second best team in the West now. Like, I I think they're. They're pretty much solidified based on what's out there right now in their position. Now, they could make a big move. They could find a way to make that change. But I think, if anything, this just gives LeBron, like, a better piece to work with. Uh, Now, KCP can, uh, because of having the two back-to-back one, your deals like has bird right he can reject a, a trade offer so he has like a no trade clause because of um him signing those those two one-year deals so he has some ability to veto a trade if he wants to so you have to also that has a wrinkle of with this of finding a spot that kcp would go yeah i I don't know, man. I, I, I don't I don't really understand. Like, I understand why the Lakers signed some of the veteran guys that they did with the contracts they did because they're they could they're be punting on this year as a trade asset. And if they ultimately have a have the chance of signing like a big name free agent, I think that it helps. Uh, but I don't really under like I Trevor Ariza doesn't move the needle at all for for me. Um, I think that I'd take him over more... KCP, but KCP's been yes, shooting better. Yes, I, I agree, but it's just like it doesn't. In the grand scheme of things, I don't think it really matters for this team. I think this team with like their record doesn't really change. I don't think they're winning another playoff series because they have a Rizzo. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're it on the same page that way. Yeah, whatever. Um, let's. Uh, you know okay, what else so, doesn't make sense, Ultra? What? Dude, so do you like? This is an individual we both know, but I've seen this a couple of times. Like people on the gram that post stuff, like especially with like people that are appear to be like there's their significant others. Like the, this, the the captions that go along with them. There's like there's sometimes where it's like very you know heartfelt and whatever, but there's other times you're like I can't tell, especially when it's like a new. Anytime a person like gets in is in a new relationship, like there's the there's there's sometimes like just recently I've, there's been a few instances of this I've seen where I'm like I don't know if that's just a good friend or is that like are they dating? Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? No, I haven't really seen this, but I, I'd love to hear of an example of who you're talking about. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna seen... say it out loud, but. I'm not gonna say no, that. I mean, they they might be listening. You can't do that, but you never know. Uh, I, I most of the people I follow, I guess, on social media are just like I know who they're dating. We're friends oh. in real life too, so we're not just friends in social media. So I know who they're dating, PJ. I guess. Well, no, these are like people we went to like college with that we're not like. We were associates or. 
what's the uh, acquaintances? That's the word I was looking for. Uh, more than like I'd say friends, but mm. you know, you follow some people, you see some stuff, and you're like, oh, that I see that person's now dating someone, and that's who that is. But you know, there's usually like a kind of a, especially early, like the, the first couple posts are a big, you know, uh, social media rollout kind of thing of, uh, hey, there's this that whatever, but. It's also you kind of, you know, you assume if you see the same person popping up in multiple photos, that that's a significant other. But then this 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 one particular one, there's just throughout the last couple of months, I'm seeing stuff, and I'm like, I just don't know. Like, oh, uh, you and I are gonna have to have a little chat about this, but yeah, uh, I just uh, I as you, you can tell, you know folks, what? I'm watching you know what else? podcasting and on my on my Instagram. You know what? Hundred percent focus on everything. You know what else we don't know is whether or not MJ smacking Malik Monk in the back of the head was uh, fine. I guess it's fine. Is MJ People, the only owner that could have done that though? Oh, I'm trying to think of another owner that's a player that was a player. Oh, a former player. <laughs> there isn't one. He's the only. I mean, well, I'm saying like I don't. I was I don't, saying, could I, you picture like Mark Cuban or James Dolan? No. Or, Absolutely not. That would not be okay. But I'm saying that if you were a player, maybe it's okay. That's all I'm saying. No, I don't even know if that's okay. Like if you're, uh, if you're a Hall of Famer, I don't, I don't think you can do that. If you're, I think I think the one person that could do it is Michael Jordan. <laughs> I don't think I don't anyone. Would like have. if Kobe all of a sudden had an ownership no. stake in the Lakers, it was on the court and he and he smacked someone in the back well, of the head like well if Kobe was an owner that'd be big news like I mean Jordan's the only minority owner in the NBA um, sure and only former like he's maybe the only person that could have got away with that like optics wise um, and just in general like no one really freaking out too much about it they're just like, kind of like yeah you know it's, it's cool it's MJ I mean, MJ just kind of uh, tran- the Levitard show was talking about this today. It was like he just transcends ra- ra- he transcends racial transcends it- right and wrong. No racial indiscretions. Like it's like because optic wise, like it's just you know an odor hitting one of his players. That's gonna not work out well every other time. Like. <laughs> James yeah, Dolan. Do James Dolan. They were saying like too, like James Dolan can't wouldn't be able to do this. Like I was thinking about Mark Cuban or uh, Steve Ballmer. Like, hmm. not gonna be able to do that, even if nah. they were a former player. Like it's, nope. I think it's just MJ. I think MJ could do it. But it was. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty funny. Like I didn't see it and, and think there was like he was abusing Malik Monk. I no, thought he's just like that looked you like fucking, something your dad would do. What do you expect? What do you I'm honestly surprised that this hasn't happened already. I mean, it took well, this long for him to get this frustrated about the Hornets that he had to smack a rookie across that. Like Well, he's also I will say he's um taken on a He used to not sit so close to the bench. Like he used to sit in a he's box. He's gotten closer. He then uh, he would sit gonna, like in a he's corner. Gonna, he's he's yeah, he's up, dude. Yeah, right. He's, he's a um, man here in a minute. Like, he's always just kind of been, like, near the team tunnel. But the last, like, three years, I feel like they've he's really – he when he's at the game, it's it is it's very clear where he's sitting. And, like, you, you pick him out on camera a lot more. Uh, he's, like, kind of he's, – he's following more of the – Cuban playbook as far as like in-game positioning. He's not as he's still like yeah, not as like emotional, like expressive and outward like that. But he is his presence is uh, definitely I think hovering over that that bench more than uh, in, in previous seasons. And you're in, now I guess smack a guy over the head, but. I wonder what Malik Monk was saying. I, I just wish I could have been he- hearing what the exchange oh, was. Oh, 
to be a fly on the wall to hear what they, the hell those two were talking about. But to be to um, be a, to be a towel on that bench. Um, a few other quick hitters here. So uh, the Raptors beat the Warriors by twenty last night. I'm glad we didn't bet on that. That would have been bad. But our 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 betting losing streak continues. PJ, you and I had a bit of a snafu, or our group had a bit of a snafu this week with uh, a teaser I mean, that that went wrong. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, I really gotta say, like the Raptors blowing out the Clippers at on the road, and then the Warriors on the road, both without Kawhi. Like, yeah, it's just the regular season, whatever. But still, I'm. That's pretty impressive, man. It is impressive, and they regular really season good. or not, like, I don't think it means anything big picture wise. But just like as far as being able to perform the regular season, I mean, that is like a. You know, in some ways, like the regular season is just a prep for the playoffs. But pick up some of those games, like that's gonna help in. Uh, you know, March and in, in in you know late February, March when your playoff positioning like when we snag these couple freebie games in in this early December that we probably shouldn't have picked up if we stole them and like so we kind of can if we we you know mess up later down the road we just have a little extra capital. Yeah, it's tough, man. Um, but is it do you? What do you think of the idea, though, like Kyle Lowry's been playing better without Kawhi in the, the lineup? Uh, I don't think it really matters. Like, this is a team that it's... it's well, I think it does kind of matter. <laughs> why? I mean, I... If, how so? If, Kyrie, if, or, uh, if Kyle Lowry's not playing well when Kawhi's on the court, you don't think that's a problem? Like long term okay, wise, so, big picture yeah, wise. Yeah, sure. I yeah, I agree that that's a problem, but I will take this team seriously. I'm taking. I will them take seriously. this team. I'll take them seriously when they've shown me that they can be a contender in the Eastern Conference. I think they are, man. I like. All right, let's see it though. I think we are seeing it. What do you mean? Like we actually have a real Eastern Conference. Like, let's see in the playoffs when you reduce the minutes of your overall rotation, right? That's like, good I, for them. They're, that's good for them. No, it's not good for them. They, they, their strength mean? is the fact that they can play so many guys and that they are so deep. They did, but all of a sudden, but then last year, what the hell happened, man? They got swept. Well, and I know they didn't have quiet. Was... They didn't have quiet. Yeah, that's it. what that makes a difference, and. Yeah, like you, that team was that team had a cap out to it. This team, this team's ceiling is high. Like potential is is better because of Kawhi. And yeah, they're dude, they're legit. I mean, they're still gonna probably lose the the Bucks, but um, <laughs> I mean, look, cool. I, I I feel the same way. It's like this team is is great, a great regular season team. They are gonna hit the over for us, which is fantastic. But they are gonna. I don't think that they're going to be – I don't think they're going to make it to the finals. Like, I just don't see it happening. Who, okay. like, I don't think – Who right now would you – who's your front runner to make the finals? Celtics. You're, Still. You're, you're sticking with that ship. Even in the last week, I've they've bailed seen hard on improve. That they've, yeah. they've been huh. much better in the last week even. Like, they're, they've won a couple games in a row. They've looked better. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm, I, I don't know. I, man. The last two weeks, I've not watched. The only Celtics game I watched was the thrashing to the Bulls. Um, I'm going to be uh, <laughs> I'm going to be circling back towards them. I've been watching, I've been watching a lot of the Raptors lately, so that's part of it. But I, I had bailed on the idea that the. Celtics are for sure. I think the Celtics are going. I don't to think be... they're for sure by any means either. Like, but no, I, I don't think there's a for sure in the East. I think, but it's... I think they're the best coach team in the East. I think that even though how good, like Giannis is so good, I'm. I want to see what he looks like in the playoffs after. He's gonna have a like. This is a long season, man. We're not that far into it, and a lot of is expected of Giannis on a night to night basis for the Bucks to win. 
even like less than before, right? Mm. But they ultimately lost in the first round against the Celtics yeah. last Giannis year. Giannis is not one of playoff series. You're correct. Um, so we just got to see what that looks like. And the Raptors, first year coach, a team that strength is depth, just doesn't necessarily equate to playoff success. All right. And well, that's, that's my criticism against them. Yeah, I don't. I just. All right, let's play this exercise to, to wrap this part up, though. All right, Celtics, Raptors, 76ers, Bucks. All right, would would you argue? Do you want? I mean, if you want, do you, would you want to put the Pacers in this conversation, or would we say the the four teams well, I just listed are the front runners for, to win those the Eastern the, Conference? Those those are the front runners. Yeah, right. I like the Pacers. They're really fun. I love right. I love Victor Oladipo. Yeah, they don't have the legs to keep up with those other teams. Okay, I would agree. So those four, give me one through four of how you rank those as far as like. Now we're, we're against the Warriors. No, to make the Eastern Conference, like if we to were make the if, conference finals. Yeah. Uh, Celtics one, Raptors two, Philly Bucks. Joel Embiid is like a legitimate MVP candidate. They've been unbelievable. I don't know if Jimmy can be healthy. I like that guy plays like a madman and is and is hurt again for that team. But if he can get back and he his MRI came back negative on his groin, so that's good for them. Yeah, I think but that team that team has been like I don't really know what to make of them. Their shooting is still very much so an issue, and as in, as good as Embiid and Simmons and Jimmy are, uh, what the hell they're gonna do with Markel and whether or not they can. Like, I love JJ Redick, but in the if he's like a guy that's playing thirty plus minutes in the playoffs, I'm targeting him on every defensive. Or like uh, when he's on defense, I'm targeting him every single time. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I mean, if the Celtics and the Sixers have to play each other, like I definitely have the Celtics ahead of the Sixers just because two Al Horford has shown to be kind of a kryptonite for Joel. <laughs> I need to see Joel, like, actually be able to put up, like, 25 and 15 or something. You know, gets put up, drop 30 at Al Horford, and I'll, like, have confidence at the Sixers. Yeah. And see Ben Simmons be able to threaten to shoot a ball. I hear you. But. It's kind of a script tonight. But, um, they've real quick, been before owned. We, owned, real quick, unfortunately. Before we do shout-outs, uh, they did – announced some additional jerseys this last week earned so every player that or every team that made the playoffs last year earned edition uniforms were announced this week so every every team that made the playoffs last year got another um jersey that came out a lot of them they're going to be coming out over christmas uh favorite one pj or favorite couple we'll say favorite one that isn't the obvious we'll say our favorite second choice because Favorite other than Miami? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, excluding the Miami one, I would say I like the Raptors, Sixers, uh, and the Pelicans ones. Probably. Yeah, so the Pel- the Pelicans were by far my favorite one other than Miami. Uh, I thought, like, the stripes, it's clean. They kept the font the same, so there's some continuity between the other jerseys. Um, I did like Toronto's, too. But everyone else is just like, it really wasn't that different from what I've seen from them. I like the Bucks alternates better than the the their city one. Like these white get, ones, I like better than the yellow color ones. Um, I'll give the, the Bucks credit in that they're they at least like take some shots. Like they got a much yeah. different look than pretty much every other team. And I will give some other teams like a lot of criticism because the Pacers and the Spurs. Give us something new, guys. I mean, there's just. I also would yeah, say I all really, the designs you could do. This is just really the on. the secondary the of the uh, the Prince T Wolves ones. The white and purple ones are nice too. That's a nice clean. Right. That's a that's a really clean, nice jersey. Yep. Um, what, it, dude? But we should really have the conversation of. 
what do we have to do to get Miami to just make the Vice jerseys their official jerseys? They should be. They should. Their court should be this. Their brand. They should come up with a brand that it just should this. be that. I like, dude. They would. Those jerseys are so like the best jerseys in the NBA. Do you know what makes me feel kind of stupid is that the white ones came out last year, and you and I talked about that, and I ended up bought, buying it. I got a white D Wade. And then Fucking they came out the black ones, and I'm like, oh shit. Like, I wish I would have gotten these one black of those. ones. These are even better. Can you get a and then Justice they came out these pink one? ones. And I didn't even think about the fact that, like, of course they're going to come out with different colors of these. They have a teal one, probably. Yeah, they should, they should lean into this even more. Like, they're leaning into it, right? Because they wouldn't have three different colorways embracing this Miami Vice theme, but they should just go full all in but uh dude hey it would be awesome i would take back everything yeah. negative i t- said about miami heat fans i was like damn your team's got those fucking dope jerseys i i want to buy them all but it'd look weird i mean it'd be weird to be a chicago bulls fans and have four miami heat jerseys <laughs> hey and you can get some pumas with them doc get the danny greens yeah baby yeah get the get those boogie shoes is Boogie gonna wear those? Oh, we should talk yeah, about I that. Mean, Boogie's rehabbing. Boogie's Boogie G League, but also Boogie's a Puma guy. I know. I know he's a Puma guy. I didn't know he was gonna. He's rocking the Danny Green. I get. Right. I don't know that for sure, but he yeah. had an Instagram. Back to Instagram, uh, he had a yeah. post about it. So right, yeah, um, yeah. dude. He. Uh, I'll say this: that video that they released of him made me a little nervous. They're saying his timetable is probably to be come back in February, and after I saw that video, I said, good. He looked real clunky, and, I mean, I don't blame Oh, it. I didn't, like, I I didn't wasn't, see the video. That's too oh, bad. Oh, I'll have to. I If I can dig it up, I'll send it to you. But it was, it was looking like a dude, like, now a better, but, like, kind of moving like a dude you see like in rec league someone i saw said boogie's looking is is moving like lavar ball out there which i kind of got a little sad about but i think i think i mean he's still got a ways to go um it's nice to see that he is at this stage but i just i might it's None of that might. I mean, it's definitely going to take some time, but um, I do just hope like he takes the time, like, the time he needs, because I just don't want him to speed this up sooner than it needs to be. Yeah, I just want to be smart, take, as smart as possible. Take your time, Boogie. Any shout-outs, PJ? Uh, I wanted to shout out um, this new craze I just became aware of called Champ Gunning. Right, that's why I said it. That's what. Yep. It's. Champ guns, where um, it, young, should, young, it should be champ, 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 champ right. guns, champ guns. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of young ladies on the social media who are doing these, taking champagne glasses and putting, pressing them up against their hands, and then chugging, like kind of making a fountain with it. I think I'm describing this correctly, and then drinking yeah. it. They're taking like they're between their pointer and thumb finger, and kind of doing a little funnel, and then chugging the inner champagne glasses. And right, now I need to kind of try it, see what it's like, see what the craze is about. I'm still like check out Google Shambongo because that's the cool that's a cool Shambongo sounds like it should be an infomercial I done by the ShamWow guy. Chambongo. Um, other shout outs that I have for this week, Ultra, um, is one shout out. I think I'm sick of hearing about the 85 Bears. I think I kind of hate the 85 Bears. Whoa. I mean, I respect what they did, but I'm sick of hearing about them, and I'm sick of any time the Bears are good, them being referenced. Last week on Sunday Countdown, they had Rex Ryan, who literally the segment was. Him with an iPad showing Khalil Mack 
Hakeem Hicks, Kyle Fuller, Eddie Jackson, Danny Trevathan, showing them highlights of the 85 Bears just because his dad coached them, and he was like a ball boy or equipment boy or whatever. And then telling each of the Bears, which telling the current Bears, which 85 Bears he remind, they reminded him of and all this shit. And I was like, why is this a thing? Um, and I'm also like sick of the idea of like older Bears fans who, when I talk to them, it's like they'll invoke the name of the 85 Bears so quickly. And it's like, dude, I don't know what that is. Like, <laughs> I didn't, wasn't alive. Like, I was born seven years after that. My PJ, world is you, different. Look, this. The only comparison I have against the 85 beer, Bears is the one the beers. beers. Uh, the is the year that Rex Grossman went to the Super Bowl. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. It's a, it's a logical comparison, but this is your team. This is the culture that you get to live in. No, I get it, but I don't. It's because my my thing. It's all coming up because the Bears play the Packers this week, and it's like the same guys who are like saying, "Oh, the and these Packers, they're gonna do this. They're gonna sneak into the playoffs. They're gonna beat the Bears. They're gonna sneak in the playoffs." Those same guys are the same ones that invoke the name of the 85 Bears. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to go into this game cocky and, like, confident because, like, I, this is, like, I, I don't – we don't get – like, I don't have many of these. Like, I have the amount of times the Bears have made the playoffs, like, in my lifetime. I can count on one – like, on two – with two hands. Barely need the second hand. I can drink a glass with the second hand. And keep my pinky finger out and keep it classy. Well, I'm going to be honest, dog. I don't feel too bad for you because I've been watching the Patriots win the division. and they. Yeah, well, that's a different argument. Yeah, sure, that's a different argument. I get it. But, like, I'm just saying, like, from the perspective of, It's a tough draw if you have Tom Brady in your division. It's a tough draw if you have Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers in your division. Right? Like, that's... That of the world. That's the world we've lived in for a long time now. Well, it's also an interesting. It, I mean, there's a lot to it, but it's just more like I'm just like I get 85 was nice. I don't know 85. Let me at least like go into this game being like, it's mean the idea of being like having the confidence and like not being like expecting the the worst of this game. Like, let me go into this being able to say like I think the Bears are gonna win, win the division. You know, like, let me be. Let me have the hype. Don't like. The sky isn't falling before they even kicked off. It was really what? No, man. You got Mitch. I love Titties Trubisky, dog. Yeah, I mean, he you didn't look great against spot. the Rams, but the defense obviously was amazing. And it's like, I just don't want to really – I don't want to sound – it just like feels like Boston sports fandom in a way of just like seeing ghosts that aren't there and shit like that. Um, yeah, don't get ahead of yourself, but get excited. Uh, it's be we okay. didn't mention it. During the thing, but shouts to Alonzo Trier for signing a two-year contract. He has signed the largest two-way player conversion contract since they've added that a couple years ago. Signing a, a two-year deal for seven million dollars has team option for second year. Um, and shout out to uh, I hope I say this right, but the young lady uh, Fran Belibi, right? For throwing down. For throwing down. Very nice dunk. Uh, young lady who's 6'1 in high school. Um, she had a, a in-game one-handed dunk. Very, very impressive. Um, so shouts to her. That was... Um, and uh, shouts to Dwayne Wade and, and LeBron James on their final game against each other. And the Lakers made a pretty dope video for Dwayne Wade. Um, and Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, the uh, most uh, powerful friendship ever in NBA history, probably. Yeah, man, that was uh, it. Was I only got to catch a, l- a little bit of that game, but um, miss watching them play on the Heat together. Although it I don't was miss it. rough the last year um, because D Wade just uh, was a little bit past his prime. But uh, you on the Cavs? Yeah, man. Was last what? year is the. And well, Three last on the year was, yeah, last year was really not good. But um, I, I really don't have any. I don't think I have any shout-outs left, man. I'm, I'm trying to think here. The only, I guess the one shout-out is like a lot of, uh, 
lot of Grammy and Emmy stuff this week. Um, oh, sh- shouts to Jordan Peele for going, he's going to be releasing a trailer, trailer. for his new very movie Christmas. For, very excited for that, and I'm very excited. Um, you know, I, I guess some of the the one the biggest shout out. I don't know if you watched like Killing Eve. Have you heard of that show? Or have you watched any of Killing Eve? I've seen the I've seen the uh, Hulu I've seen the trailers on Hulu, but I've not little clips. Is that good? Yes, must watch. Is it is it better to watch with others or watch? Can I watch by myself? You can definitely watch by yourself. Uh, it is all in all a, a great show. It's um, with the uh, girl from. Uh, Sandro, yeah, yeah. So that's if there was one show that I was like, you gotta start watching that. Uh, that Killing Eve, huh? For sure, Killing Eve. That's the way to go. Tight. So that that's my shout out this week is Sandro and her her. You know, I've I've never like I haven't really I didn't wasn't a Grey's Anatomy person, but Sandro. Me neither. We're not really that demo. We're not really the demo for that. No, we are not. No, we certainly are not. But uh, PJ, if you don't have anything else, man, let's close up shop. I do have one correction. Robin Lopez just has a full-on beard now. It does not have a goatee, so you were correct. <laughs> I was right on that one. Cool. My, um, my sweet boy Clay has the best. Does uh, Steph's is like a beard, I guess. Well, uh, <laughs> you know what I wish had come back was the mustache LeBron. No shave oh. November. LeBron was the best. I don't disagree with that one bit. Oh, you know, PJ. I I just yes. realized one more thing we had to talk about that we didn't talk about. George yeah. Hill, the George Hill trade. Oh yeah. Nah, just kidding. We didn't talk about it. <laughs> George Hill's a buck. And, yeah, that's uh, all. That's it. And that's man. Del Dova's back on the Cavs. Remember our yeah, and remember how much you love the George Hill Sacramento Kings signing that. that oh yeah, yeah much, I know. But, That's really the only reason I brought this up. But now, you now, know, I, jokes on me because he's a buck. <laughs> you live and you learn, and now you love George Hill. <laughs> but love, uh, love him. He's gonna make hey, all his free throws in clutch playoff situations for the uh, for the Bucks, unlike he did in that finals game that set up Jr. for failure. Yeah, I'm sure. But you know what? We are definitely gonna have a great podcast next week covering Christmas games, and I can't wait. Sort some gingerbread. <laughs> <laughs>